Hey everybody, it's Al Kendall, and welcome to another edition of Album Sides, where I put together a collection of songs that are connected in some way and would make up a terrific side of a vinyl record if anybody had ever been cool enough to put them together and release it as such. Won't you please let me be your K-Tel man? Here on the podcast edition of Album Signs, of course, this started off as a radio show where I played the music and talked about the trivia behind the songs and the artists and those things. Uh, but we can't get the rights to put the music in the podcasts. So what I do is I put together a playlist that accompanies it on Spotify, on YouTube, uh, and other formats that uh, uh, that I will figure out at a later date <laughs> and tell you about. Um, but you can always check us out on Facebook and Twitter uh, to find out what we are up to. Um, but the podcast, of course, is, is out there uh, as well. So I invite you to both listen to the podcast, learn about the tunes, but also go back and listen to them because the whole point is the music, is sharing music, uh, and that is what we are all about here at Album Sides. And to put together a playlist, uh, again, I like songs that sound good together, but they're connected in some way. And so sometimes we do the six degrees of rock and roll, connecting two artists. Sometimes we do Better Know a Band, where we look at the individual members who have been in and out of the bands and, and all the other work that they've done outside of the band. The family album is very similar to that. And so, so what we're gonna do is we're gonna look at a band called Cactus, which is an American boogie-woogie hard rock band from 1969-1970 that uh, uh, they were billed as the American Led Zeppelin. And uh, not that they necessarily sounded anything like, but it was very blues-based and hard rock. And they were half Detroit-based, half New York-based. The two D Detroit members were Rusty Day, the uh, lead singer, and Jim McCarty, the guitarist. Not Jim McCarty, the drummer from the Yardbirds. This is a whole different Jim McCarty. <laughs> and then the two guys from New York were Carmine Apiece, my all-time favorite drummer, and uh, his longtime bass-playing companion, Tim Bogert, who we unfortunately lost uh, just a couple of days ago uh, on January 13th, 2021. I don't know when you're listening to this podcast, but I'm putting the, this together in honor of Tim. Uh, so let's look at the history of Cactus and, and where they came from and where they went and what they did. Uh, this probably won't be a very long podcast, but we'll, we'll see how, how winded I get. Uh, we, again, we go back to Detroit for the roots of this. And a little band called Mitch Ryder and the Detroit Wheels, who I know you've heard of. They started uh, playing uh, recording in 1965 with Mitch Ryder, a drummer named Johnny B. Bedanjek, and I apologize if I mispronounced that name. It's unusual, and it's probably why they called him Johnny B. <laughs> he was a Detroit legend, uh, played with Alice Cooper, Bob Seger, Mitch Ryder. I mean, how much more Detroit can you possibly get? I'm sure he had to have played with Ted Nugent at some point. Uh, and then, of course, Jimmy McCarty on guitar. Um, they were n well known for, for doing covers of uh, soul tunes, things like that. Uh, high energy performance, great drums, you know, very danceable, all that. Uh, Bruce Springsteen covers their stuff an awful lot. Um, but, uh, uh, and, and actually, most of the songs that we're putting in this playlist today, today are covers. Um, and they're hard rockin' covers of mostly soul-type tunes. So for Mitch Ryder, we're going to use uh, Devil with the Blue Dress on, which was originally uh, recorded by a guy named Shorty Long, uh, and it was Devil with the Blue Dress on. Uh, however, Mitch Ryder changed it to Devil with a Blue Dress on 
not sure the difference there. Maybe it was just easier to sing. Uh, but that that was uh, originally released on Motown's Soul subsidiary uh, label. And, of course, Mitch Ryder put it together with Little Richard's Good Golly Miss Molly and just had just a, a showstopper. That's just a fantastic track. So, of course, you, you very well might be familiar with that. Uh, moving over to, to New York, a couple of years later, we had the formation of the band Vanilla Fudge. Uh, and we're going to use an even harder rocking version of a Motown soul tune called Shotgun by Junior Walker and the All-Stars. That's right. That also came out on Motown's soul subsidiary uh, label. Um, But Vanilla Fudge were another band very famous for doing covers, but they took them, they slowed them down, they stripped them apart, they completely rearranged them, putting in orchestration and, and, and choral vocal arrangements and 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 somehow made it even heavier even though here i'm using words like orchestration and and choral uh it was way heavier heavier than the original as you can get that big nasty b3 organ uh in there of mark steins um and these incredible uh harmonies that 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 the four members were able to accomplish uh but again that band had my favorite drummer carmine apiece and that was the first time that he teamed teamed up with he teamed up with Tim Bogart. Um, they teamed up for the first time there. Um, they were, and, and there was the breakup of Vanilla Fudge actually that was most uh, um, instrumental in the formation of Cactus. Um, the the band was kind of winding down. Uh, Carmine and Tim were getting restless. They were kind of getting tired of the the. Um, Theat- not, not theatrical. I mean, it wasn't like they were acting on stage, but that that uh, the slowed down kind of a thing. They wanted to get on stage and rock out, and so they wanted to put together a rock band. And originally, they had been talking to Jeff Beck. He was very interested in starting a band with them. Uh, his time with the Jeff Beck group, uh, with Rod Stewart and Ronnie Wood, had ended. He was contemplating continuing working with rod but rod was doing you know doing his solo thing or i don't know no well maybe he was getting into the solo thing and uh certainly at some point got interested in the faces but but originally it was going to be uh, at least beck bogart and a piece however jeff beck was uh, sidelined with a car wreck and put out a commission so carmine and tim were like we're still gonna get out of this whole vanilla fudge thing and they started cactus um, with uh, the fellows from uh, you know, Detroit that we were just talking about, Jimmy McCarty from Mitch Ryder and Detro- the Detroit Wheels. And he is absolutely an amazing guitarist. You've got to check out some of his guitar work. Uh, very well known for his uh, for work on Parchment Farm off their debut album. Um, I am going to include something from uh, their second album. Actually, I'm not to the Cactus song yet. <laughs> Hold on. I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, but they also brought in... Uh, lead singer named Rusty Day, who had made a name for himself with the Amboy Dukes, a Detroit-based band from that was around from 64 to 75. He was in the band around 1967, only did one album with them called Migration. Now, there is a kind of a Motown cover on that album uh, called I'm Not a Juvenile Delinquent by Frankie Lyman and the Teenagers. Um, but it's kind of weird and goofy, personally, <laughs> the way I feel. But there's also some great tunes on there, like Good Nature Demo. So I'm going to put that in our playlist. It's not a cover, but it sounds good with the other songs that I'm playing. So here we have Cactus, all right? So we've got uh, Carmine Peace on drums, Tim Bogart on bass, 
Rusty Day on vocals and Jimmy McCarty on guitar. And and like I said, you've got to check out their first album, just self-titled. But also my favorite album is from 1971 called Restrictions. That is just a fantastic, from the first song to the last song, um, just hard rocking goodness. Um, But also some nice, uh, sweet uh, uh, blues and and things. Um, You know, they they run the gamut of... of, uh, not the genres, but but it's of feels and dynamics and things like that. So you know you got to check that out. Um, and so th- so they started Cactus. They were doing that thing while Jeff Beck, when he recovered, he went ahead and did a second Jeff Beck group that time with Cozy Powell on drums and um, Bobby Tench and Max Middleton. Personally, my favorite Jeff Beck group, as far as things that were called the Jeff Beck group, they did some great great music, very different from the Rod Stewart days. Um, but it, it is definitely another thing worth checking out. Um, so, but again, Cactus was very short-lived. Uh, the record label wanted them to, to unload Rusty Day. He was kind of a um, hothead uh, and kind of, uh, I don't know, he was a little bit problematic, I guess, uh, from what I understand from reading. And by the way, a lot of the, uh, the information I'm getting here uh, comes from Carmine's uh, autobiography, Stick It. Uh, you need to check that out. It's got some amazing stories. Um, and speaking of Vanilla Fudge, we going back to that. There's the famous uh, Mud Shark story that uh, Frank Zeppelin immortalized uh, about the Vanilla Fudge and uh, Led Zeppelin when they were on tour together. Uh, so that's in there as well. And it's not as cool of a story as it was in Hammer of the Gods, let me tell you what. But... <laughs> uh, but anyway, so so the, the label was pressuring them to get rid of Rusty, and I, I I'm drawing a blank on on the Jim McCarty uh, situation, but uh, but he moved on, Rusty moved on, Rusty actually was handpicked to uh, to replace Mitch Ryder in the band Detroit. So after Mitch Ryder and the D- Detroit Wheels had ended. Uh, Mitch had started the band Detroit, and it was just called Detroit, but sometimes they refer to it as the band Detroit, in case you were afraid that they were talking about the city instead. Uh, but when he uh, he uh, had some vocal problems or something and, and they needed to replace him, he chose Rusty Day to replace him. Uh, so we're going to put a Detroit song on there too. Uh, oh, going back to Cactus, I didn't tell you which track off of Restrictions I was going to play. It's, it's, it's going to be Evil, the Helen Wolf song. And, uh, and and now that song definitely has a Led Zeppelin vibe to it. So you'll want to check that out. Very cool tune there. So Detroit, though, did a cover of Lou Reed and the Velvet Underground's Rock and Roll. And actually, if you've ever heard the Runaways version of Rock and Roll, it is based on Detroit's version. And that was around 1971, 72 that they, uh, 71, I think that they, they released that. And also speaking of Detroit, Lou Reed liked their cover so much he stole the guitarist. <laughs> I can't remember his name right now, but uh, he Lou Reed was like, "Hey, you, you want to play guitar for me?" And uh, so anyway, um, Tim and Carmine continued to do Cactus for one more album after they left. They replaced those guys, and it was half live and half studio. And Vanilla Fudge had done that with with near the beginning, and. Um, you know that's a tough decision to make <laughs> because uh especially if you're doing good songs the the vanilla fudge album had shotgun 
which, oh, by the way, is the Vanilla Fudge song I'm putting on here. I told you that already. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, Shotgun's on there. You've got to hear that. High energy. Tim's bass is just phenomenal on that. And Carmine's drums just beating the crap out of it. It also had Sun Velvet Morning on there, which was gorgeous and terrifying at the same time. Uh, but but the Ott and Sweaty, which was the half-life, half-studio album by Cactus, had some great hit material. I, I, you know, I think that they could have stuck with that longer. Uh, they might have had some chart success out of it. It was pretty good. But it ended. Jeff Beck ended things with his second Jeff Beck group. They finally hooked up. It was Beck Bogert and a piece, and it's that album is what I call my Bible, my rock and roll drumming Bible. I listen to this. This is the one album, if I were on a deserted island and somehow I had a solar-powered CD player and I only had one CD that I rescued in the shipwreck, whatever, it would be this album, self-titled Beck Boger and a Piece. Um, it's got everything I need. It's got rock. It's got drums, the drums and bass together. The way Tim and Carmine just instinctively know what each other is going to do, it's it's remarkable just to hear them uh, just jamming out. And Jeff's jamming out and doing his thing. But you, but the whole time, they're tight and they know what they're doing. They're not playing the same thing over and over. They're constantly doing something different, but they always know what the other is going to do. And it's it's you got to hear it. But the track that we're going to play from BBA is Superstition. And yes, you know it from St Stevie Wonder. But the interesting thing about Superstition is it was supposed to be originally released by Jeff Beck with Tim and Carmine, of course. But he had played some on uh, Stevie Wonder's uh, Talking Book album, I think. And uh, as a thank you, he gave Jeff Superstition. Now, Stevie also recorded his own version. But it was it was just to release, and uh, Carmine doesn't address this in the book. But I have read or heard that that there was a some delay in releasing the Jeff, the Beck Boger and a Peace album, and perhaps Barry Gordy uh, getting antsy was like, you know what, forget those guys, you're putting it out. And of course, it went to number one. Um, and I'm, I'm guessing the guys are a little bit bitter about that. But I love their version. It's uh, again, I mean, you got to hear Tim Bogert's bass on this. The bass tone alone. Is worth the price of the song, man. <laughs> and you've got, you know, you got some gong going on there, and it's just, it's awesome. So check that out. Um, and then we also have a band, another post cactus band called the Rockets. And you might recall their number one, or not number one, their top 40 hit, their version of Fleetwood Mac's Oh Well. So, uh, and in case you didn't know that that was a Fleetwood Mac song, it was. Peter Green actually wrote some of the songs that you're very familiar with, but you just didn't know that they were actually Fleetwood Mac songs, like Oh Well, Green Man Alicia with the Two-Pronged Crown from uh, Judas Priest, uh, Black Magic Woman by Santana. That's right, that was a Fleetwood Mac song, but long before Stevie and, and Lindsay were in the band, of course. So anyway, um, that is our Cactus Family album. Uh, we've got some Mitch Ryder and De uh, Detroit Wheels. I don't know why that's so hard for me to say. We've got some Vanilla Fudge. We've got Amboy Dukes. We've got Cactus itself. And uh, not necessarily going in order, but uh, of course we have uh, Beck Bogart on a piece, and we have the Rockets, and we have the band Detroit all of that in there. It's great stuff. 
Um, and real quick, I'm going to do a six degrees of rock and roll. The six degrees between my favorite drummer, Carmine Apice, and me. That's right. We're going to connect Carmine Apice with me real quick. Carmine is currently uh, sometimes doing uh, Cactus um, today with, with different guys. But Jimmy Coons is the singer uh, when they do do it. Coons was also in... Savoy Brown with Kim Simmons. Of course, Kim Simmons was the only constant member of Savoy Brown. Five years before Jimmy was in Savoy Brown, the lead singer was Ralph Mormon from Ashland, Kentucky, which is about 20 minutes from here. And one night, I jammed with Ralph Mormon. Now, usually I only do this with people that have recorded together. I recorded with Ralph Mormon. It was on a little tape deck. And this is a true story. It was sitting on top of a toilet paper roll on a stool in the middle of the room. And it, my friend John Isaacs, who's the guy who got me involved in this whole thing, can attest to it. And I'll get him on here one day and, and we'll reminisce. But, uh, but Ralph wanted to record these songs that he was writing and working up and everything. And so he set the re uh, recorder in the middle of the room. And uh, I, nobody has, I don't think anybody has a copy of it or anything. So it's not an official release. So no, it doesn't really count in the six degrees, but it's something to make me feel better about myself. So again, uh, thank you for tuning in to Al Kendall's Album Science. And I look forward to hooking up with you again when we can share our musical knowledge. Uh, so again, look us up. Uh, you can even email us at albumsides at yahoo.com if you want to communicate. Give me a suggestion of two bands to relate in the six degrees of rock and roll, and we'll see what we can do. Oh, I'm not putting together a playlist for me and Carmine, by the way. That was just for fun at the end of the episode. Anyway, until next time, kids, thanks for tuning in, and keep it in the grooves. Mm -hmm.